Hello, this is Pastor Nick Hood, and today I'm reading from 1 Kings chapter 20. And this is about the several wars that Ahab has with the Arameans. Uh, you know, he's chased Elijah away. Elijah's on his way to Damascus, and we'll see in the next chapter what happens. You may remember that Elijah is one of only three people in the Bible doesn't die. And, uh, you know, he has ascended directly to heaven. And um, so this chapter uh, is a significant chapter because Aram, uh, which is the father of the Arameans, um, is located in the north. And ultimately where Elijah ends up is Damascus which would be north and east of Israel. And uh, so listen carefully uh, as I go through this, and uh, it will all make sense uh, when we get to the next chapter, and definitely chapter 22 as well. Let us begin. This is from the New Revised Standard Version of the Bible. King Ben-Hadad of Aram gathered all his army together, 32 kings were there with him, along with the horses and chariots. He marched against Samaria, laid siege to it, and attacked it. Then he sent messengers into the city to King Ahab of Israel, and said to him, Thus says Ben-Hadad, Your silver and gold are mine. Your fairest wives and children also are mine. The king of Israel answered, as you say, my lord, O king, I am yours, and all that I have. The messengers came again and said, Thus says Ben-Hadad, I sent to you, saying, Deliver to me your silver and gold, your wives and children. Nevertheless, I will send my servants to you tomorrow, about this time, and they shall search your house and the houses of your servants, and lay hands on whatever pleases them, and take it away. Then the king of Israel called all the elders of the land and said, Look now, see how this man is seeking trouble. For he sent to me for my wives, my children, my silver, and my gold, and I did not refuse him. Then all the elders and all the people said to him, Do not listen or consent. So he said to the messengers of Ben-Hadad, Tell my lord, the king, all that you first demanded of your servant, I will do, but this thing I cannot do. The messengers left and brought him word again. Ben-Hadad sent to him and said, The gods do so to me, and more also, if the dust of Samaria will provide a handful for each of the people who follow me. The king of Israel answered, Tell him. One who puts on armor should not brag like one who takes it off. When Ben-Hadad heard this message, now he had been drinking with the kings in the booths, he said to his men, Take your positions. And they took their positions against the city. Then a certain prophet came up to King Ahab of Israel and said, Thus says the Lord, Have you seen all this great multitude? Look, I will give it into your hand today, and you shall know that I am the Lord. Ahab said, By whom? 
He said, Thus says the Lord, by the young men who serve the district governors. Then he said, Who shall begin the battle? He answered, You. Then he mustered the young men who served the district governors, 232, and them, after them he mustered all the people of Israel, 7,000. They went out at noon while Ben-Hadad was drinking himself drunk in the booths. He and the 32 kings allied with him. The young men who served the district governors went out first. Ben-Hadad had sent out scouts and they reported to him. Men have come out from Samaria. He said, if they have come out for peace, take them alive. If they have come out for war, take them alive. But these had already come out of the city, the young men who served the district governors and the army that followed them. Each killed his man. The Arameans fled and Israel pursued them. But King Ben-Hadad of Aram escaped on a horse with the cavalry. The king of Israel went out, attacked the horses and chariots, and defeated the Arameans with a great slaughter. Then the prophet approached the king of Israel and said to him, Come, strengthen yourself and consider well what you have to do. For in the spring, the king of Aram will come up against you. The servants of the king of Aram said to him, their gods are the gods of the hills, and so they were stronger than we. But let us fight against them in the plain, and surely we shall be stronger than they. Also do this, remove the kings each from his post, and put the commanders in place of them, and muster an army like the army that you have lost, horse for horse, and chariot for chariot. Then we will fight against them in the plain, and surely we shall be stronger than they. He heeded their voice and did so. In the spring, Ben-Hadad mustered the Arameans and went up to Aphek to fight against Israel. After the Israelites had been mustered and provisioned, they went out to engage them. The people of Israel encamped opposite them like two little flocks of goats, while the Arameans filled the country. A man of God, approached and said to the king of Israel, Thus says the Lord, because the Arameans have said the Lord is a God of the hills, but he is not a God of the valleys. Therefore, I will give all this great multitude into your hand, and you shall know that I am the Lord. They encamped opposite one another seven days. Then on the seventh day, the battle began. The Israelites killed 100,000 Aramean foot soldiers in one day, the rest fled into the city of Aphek, and the wall fell on 27,000 men that were left. Ben-Hadad also fled and entered the city to hide. His servants said to him, Look, we have heard that the kings of the house of Israel are merciful kings. Let us put sackcloth around our waist and ropes on our heads and go out to the king of Israel. Perhaps he will spare your life. So they tied sackcloth around their waist, put ropes on their heads, went to the king of Israel and said, your servant Ben-Hadad says, please let me live. And he said, is he still alive? He is my brother. Now the men were watching for an omen. 
they quickly took it up from him and said, Yes, Ben-Hadad is your brother. Then he said, Go and bring him. So Ben-Hadad came out to him, and he had him come up into the chariot. Ben-Hadad said to him, I will restore the towns that my father took from your father, and you may establish bazaars for yourself in Damascus, as my father did in Samaria. The king of Israel responded, I will let you go on these terms, on those terms. So he made a treaty with him and let him go. At the command of the Lord, a certain member of a company of prophets said to another, Strike me. But the man refused to strike him. Then he said to him, Because you have not obeyed the voice of the Lord, as soon as you have left me, a lion will kill you. And when he had left him, a lion met him and killed him. Then he found another man and said, Strike me. So the man hit him, striking and wounding him. Then the prophet departed and waited for the king along the road, disguising himself with a bandage over his eyes. As the king passed by, he cried to the king and said, Your servant went out into the thick of the battle. Then a soldier turned and brought a man to me and said, Guard this man. If he is missing, your life shall be given for his life, or else you shall pay a talent of silver. While your servant was busy here and there, he was gone. The king of Israel said to him, So shall your judgment be. You yourself have decided it. Then he quickly took the bandage off away from his eyes. The king of Israel recognized him as one of the prophets. Then he said to him, Thus says the Lord, Because you have let the man go, whom I had devoted to destruction, therefore your life shall be for his life, and your people for his people. The king of Israel set out toward home, resentful and sullen, and came to Samaria. Thus we've concluded the 20th chapter of First Kings. I'd like to give you some questions for reflection. Number one, what did you learn after reading this chapter? Two, how does this chapter change your view of King Ahab? Three, what did you learn from this chapter about the role of the prophet in ancient Israel? And four, other thoughts, impressions, and reflections that you may have from this chapter. I'd like to close us out now with a brief prayer. Let us pray. Bless me, Lord. Bless me with your direction. Bless me with your protection. Bless me with your consecration. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. This is Pastor Nick Hood, Pastor and Senior Minister of the Plymouth United Church of Christ located in the heart of Detroit and the very tip top of the medical center area of Detroit. God is blessing us even in the midst of a pandemic. And even though we cannot worship in person, we are worshiping online, just like this podcast today. So I hope that if this has been a blessing to you, that you will make a commitment, a personal commitment to tune into this podcast tomorrow, where I will be reading from 1 Kings chapter 21. We're nearing the conclusion of this chapter where Elijah is lifted up into heaven while he's still alive. 
Uh, it's a fascinating chapter and a fascinating book in the Bible. And I thank you for being with me. God bless. God keep you. And remember, I am praying for you.